Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Pro Football Network listed two Denver Broncos cornerbacks on their top five cornerback duels entering the 2021 NFL season. Plus, Pro Football Network senior fantasy analyst Eric Moody drops by to talk about his latest piece that he did on Broncos rookie running back Javante Williams. And we hear from Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, who met with the media following Tuesday's first mandatory minicamp practice. We break down all that action on today's episode. Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, director of video content at Pro Football Network and Broncos analyst for the Locked On NFL Network. It's great to have you all here once again to talk Broncos football. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show in store for you here on the YouTube channel. Lockdown Broncos, make sure you hit that subscribe button and also on your favorite audio podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Let's get into the action on today's episode of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Pro Football Network lead NFL analyst Dalton Miller recently put out his top five cornerback duos entering into the 2021 NFL season and two Broncos made the list. We know the Broncos secondary is full of depth as is, but we're going to reference Dalton's piece here. And Bryce Callahan and Kyle Fuller, they come in as the fifth best cornerback duel coming into this season, according to Miller of Pro Football Network. And Miller's reasoning right here, he says, when it comes to talent, there's no team in the NFL that boasts a cornerback one through cornerback four group like the Broncos. The foursome of Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, Patrick Sertan, and Ronald Darby is potent. However, we're not talking about the whole squad. This is about the top cornerback duos heading into 2021. For this exercise, those two would be Kyle Fuller and Bryce Callahan. Miller goes on to note that he imagines that Callahan will move back to the slot following the addition of Patrick Sertan in the 2021 NFL draft, but that doesn't make him any less of a player. He said that Fuller had his best seasons as a pro under the defensive guidance of Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. He's an absolute menace when he can play off coverage and use his eyes and instincts to trigger downhill. Fuller is an aggressive cornerback who plays his best when receivers attempt to run intermediate east and west routes on the outside. He says, I'm not still quite sure how Callahan works, but he does. The five foot nine quarterback performed incredibly well on the outside in 2020. In 2018 with Fangio in Chicago, Callahan played in the slot. And we talked about his play last season really being an intricate part there. And I think that's what I'm going to get into. So Dalton Miller, obviously great job on the article. I thought that you had some really well-versed arguments. And even the other cornerback duos he listed, they're deservingly so on that list. So the Broncos getting some consideration from a national media outlet here. Obviously, you can check that article out at profootballnetwork.com. But in terms of Bryce Callahan, coming off of a great season in 2020, despite playing 10 games, is something I think we got to put under the microscope a little bit more. Because when quarterbacks were looking Bryce Callahan's way, when they targeted receivers that Bryce Callahan was covering, quarterbacks had a 47.8 quarterback rating, according to Pro Football Reference, when targeting Bryce Callahan. Now, we know he had two interceptions in 2020 at five passes defense. And I think we really saw a lot of him when the Broncos went to that Las Vegas Raiders game, the first game where they played, where the Broncos just got outworked in that third quarter, and that was the difference maker. Defense was on the field way too long. We saw him cover Darren Waller. We saw him cover Nelson Aguilar. We saw him cover Henry Ruggs. I mean, he can cover anybody on the inside or the outside, which is surprising considering he's five foot nine. We know the acrobatic play that he had against Mike Williams and the Broncos comeback win against the Los Angeles Chargers. He is a big-time player. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be a prominent figure of this Broncos defense. And if that pass rush 
with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb healthy in that defensive line, if everybody can stay healthy, Denver is going to have so many opportunities to take the football away in 2021. And Callahan is going to be a pivotal part of that. And it's a big year for Callahan as he is entering the final year of his deal in Denver. So he gets recognition in Dalton Miller's top five cornerback duos heading into 2021 as one of those key players. The other, his former counterpart in Chicago, brand new player to the Broncos this year, but Kyle Fuller. In 2020, quarterbacks had an 89.8 quarterback rating when targeting Fuller. And in 2018 with Vic Fangio, quarterbacks had a 63.7 QB rating when targeting him, according to Pro Football Reference. So really, how much will scheme play a factor into the success or failure of Kyle Fuller? I, you know, when I look at Chuck Pagano's defense, it's drastically different than Vic. There's a lot of similarities in terms of maybe the base style that they run how they run it, but the terminology and the landmarks and the rules are different. Now, Kyle Fuller, in my opinion, when I went back and I watched tape when the Broncos signed him, he was aggressive. I mean, he played very aggressive. He played a lot of press man, and he's going to have the opportunity to do it in a system I think that is more scheme-friendly because he can play that outside leverage a lot more, and he can track on the inside routes. For example, if he's a cornerback, he's lined up in press man, and then maybe right before the snap, let's say he backs off to five yards, keeps outside leverage. Let's say he's playing that cover two man there's certain rules. Like, for example, if the receiver breaks on an inside route, he's going to have to sh- funnel that guy inside. His eyes go to number two looking on the outside. Now, things change when you run man on one side of the field versus zone on the other. That's what the Broncos do a lot of. And oftentimes we see that rolling coverage from the safety, but everything's going to be based out of a too high safety look. So there's going to be opportunities for the Broncos to take the football away this year. Kyle Fuller, in my opinion, I think will play a much bigger role in Vic's defense in comparison to Chuck Pagano's. And also, we saw with that Chicago defense last year, too. I mean, they were decimated with injuries. And I think that based on the responses I've gotten from Bears fans, they are mad that Kyle Fuller is gone. They think that is a big blow to what they can do defensively this year. So that's good news for the Denver Broncos. Now, I do want to ask the question. Dalton Miller did mention Ronald Darby, Patrick Sertan, a good cornerback one through cornerback four group. Even Michael Ojemudi, that's a good five cornerback lineup right there. I'm not necessarily getting into the designation of who's cornerback one who's cornerback two or three but Denver has five damn good cornerbacks that can contribute and that can start so I think that's good news if one guy goes down you're not necessarily worried about any kind of productivity dropping off for the Broncos defensively but could Darby or Sertan make this list I think so you know the thing that I think is so underrated about Ronald Darby his speed now if he stays healthy and he did that last year for the Washington football team he is a fast dude. He's got fast hips. He's He opens up super, super quickly, but he understands how to close the gap, too, on in-breaking routes. And even if there's a wide receiver or a tight end threat that gets a little bit vertical on him, he has deceptive makeup speed. So he may bait wide receivers. He may try to bait quarterbacks this year and being able to do that. We know Patrick Sertan has the ability to do just as good at that. And based on his college product at Alabama, it's going to be interesting to see that transition. Physically, he looks like a freak of nature. And all reports out of OTAs and mandatory minicamp, he looks the part for the Broncos. A great pick so far on paper. And we've got to see that translate into on-field success in the 2021 NFL season. Broncos country, let me know what you think. Do you believe that the Broncos have one of the best cornerback units and depth in the National Football League? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube or tweet me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL at Lockdown Broncos. But coming up here in just a moment, we're going to hear from Pro Football Network senior fantasy analyst Eric Moody, who recently released a piece on Javante Williams. And there's a bold claim. He believes that Williams could become the primary back 
for the Denver Broncos. We'll get his thoughts on that and also a fantasy perspective on Javante Williams when Broncos fans should draft him in your upcoming fantasy leagues. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's your good friends over there, Credit Karma Money. And Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more with a Credit Karma Money spend account. You can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. And when you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card. And if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be deposited into your spend account credit karma money has already given away over three million dollars in instant karma to over fifty thousand credit karma members and counting open your fdic insured spend account for free there's no minimum balance requirements no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma today. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC, maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Joining me right now is Eric Moody, senior fantasy analyst at Pro Football Network, and he recently published an article on running back Javante Williams. And, uh, you know, Eric, I, like I said, I really appreciate your work. And going through the article, you touch on a lot of key points there. Mm-hmm. But one thing I wanted to ask you before we get really into the conversation about Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon, Javante Williams, where everybody fits in. Can Javante Williams, based on your experience, can he exceed his average draft position? I, I believe he can. I'm like, Williams is is phenomenal. I love watching the guy on film. I'm like, his draft stock has risen substantially since, uh, you know, his senior season at the University of North Carolina. So he's a big back. He's got sneaky athleticism. And he really excels like in yards, like after contact. But I think one stat that I do want to share is that you look at last year. I'm like, his 1,140 rushing yards with the 13th most in the University of North Carolina history, sixth most in the country, third best in the ACC. And the beauty of that is that he was part of a committee at, UN, at, uh, at UNC with uh, Michael Carter. So guy's a stud. So he fits into really a, a running mm-hmm. back by committee approach, and, and he can mm-hmm. extend, obviously, in, in various factors. You mentioned pass blocking. You mentioned route running, his ability mm-hmm. to catch passes at different levels of the field. That's going to be huge. But for yeah. the Broncos this season, they mm-hmm. departed ways with uh, Philip Lindsay. And so mm-hmm. George Payton said, hey, We've got to go up and we've got to get a guy like Javante Williams. They do that. Now, Melvin Gordon's mm-hmm. in the mix for the Broncos exactly. here. Did he, you know, he's at OTAs. He's uh, not at OTAs. He's at mandatory minicamp. He made his mm-hmm. appearance this week. Yeah. But for uh, the ongoing competition we're going to see between these two backs, something I'm keeping an eye on, who do you think has the advantage on paper right now? Because Gordon, he's entering the final year of his deal in Denver, and he did have a pretty good season for them last year. But – with the Broncos going running back in round two, it's really hard to say. Yeah, because it's uh, it's interesting where you're using a draft pick that you know that is that high, and and you trade to get that pick to select Williams. Uh, like you just kind of feel like the writing you know is on the wall. Uh, one thing with Melvin Gordon, and you look at Williams, their skill set is eerily similar, and so you know, like to your point, they both are good pass blockers. They're both you know good at running the ball, and so I, it's a scenario where you just want to go with the with the younger options. So I think training camp will be interesting in the preseason to see how this battle uh, takes place, you know, and who's the winner. But I think it is in the realm of possibility that once we're entering week one, that Javante Williams, like, is the starter. And I think what this workload can easily be 50-50 between these two backs. Uh, they've got a great offensive line, like in Denver, uh, with both of these backs being interchangeable. I'm like, 
opposing defenses won't be able to know what's going on because they're so so similar. But Williams, in my opinion, is the future of the franchise and the running back position. So I think he's going to get enough work to easily exceed his uh, ADP in fantasy. Awesome. Well, Eric, one question I have for you, too. Mm-hmm. Broncos fans that are listening to this podcast, they want to know when should they potentially look at drafting Javante Williams in their upcoming fantasy drafts in the next month or so? Yeah, that's a really good question, uh, Cody. I look at it this way. Um, right now, if you look at, like, you know, one quarterback leagues, um, Williams' ADP is in the early double-digit rounds. You know, I've seen him go as early as ninth, you know, 10th or 11th. So that's kind of the range you're looking at. I think what could happen is that as, as we progress through the offseason, preseason, training camp, his ADP, you know, could rise. But I'm very comfortable drafting drafting Williams, like, as early, like, as the eighth round. You just always want to pay attention to the supply and demand of various positions while you're going through a draft to determine whether you should – take him a little bit sooner rather than later. But yeah, I would say I'm very comfortable taking Williams as soon as like the eighth round. Awesome. Well, thank you so mm-hmm. much, Eric. And Broncos country, if you want to follow Eric's work, check him out, profootballnetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Follow him on Twitter at Eric M. Moody. Mm-hmm. Eric, thank you so much for stopping by, my friend. Oh, yeah, not a problem at all, Cody. Thank you. Hey, always happy to talk about Broncos football and really just fantasy football in general. So I love it. He's the fantasy go-to Broncos country, so if you ever need anything, Eric Moody is your guy. Obviously, a lot of insight from Eric Moody on Broncos running back Javante Williams, and when we take a look at the body of work that he did at the University of North Carolina, he's an exciting player to watch. I've been fully ingrained in his film this offseason since the Broncos drafted him, and all the reports coming out of OTA He looks fresh. He looks crisp. And he's just got this level of body control to him that you don't necessarily see a lot from running backs. We know the Brian Starks comparison for Javante Williams was Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. And if he could play any kind of resemblance of that, uh, how Chubb has played so far in the National Football League, the Broncos do have a very promising young player on the roster. And as Eric Moody said, he believes that he's going to be the future of the franchise. Now, there's a lot of questions. Melvin Gordon at OTAs at the final part, obviously on Monday. I, sh- I need to stop calling it OTAs. Mandatory minicamp. I still think it's organized team activities. Melvin Gordon showed up on Monday, obviously with the photo shoots that the Broncos are doing in terms of the social graphics, green screens, and promotional videos. He was there for that. He's at practice here today at the UCL Training Center in Inglewood, Colorado for the start of mandatory minicamp. He got a haircut too. His dreads are no longer longer. He's got shorter hair now. And it's going to be interesting to see because Melvin Gordon, there's a lot of pressure on him to really perform this upcoming season. He says he wants to make Denver home. He's on the final year of his contract. And I also think that there's a perception out there based on some of the things that were going on last year. Broncos fans, rightfully so, this is the perception he's given off. There's Sometimes there's a question whether or not he's a true team player. That's going to be a big thing that I'm looking at under the microscope. And it's really hard to say. I'm not in a position to say whether he is or he isn't a team player. I've heard great things from Broncos players about Melvin Gordon. I've also heard things from other players that, you know, hey, sometimes he looks out for himself. But in the NFL, I understand that. He's looking to take care of himself. He's looking for a big payday. He says he wants to make Denver home, but there's got to be that buy-in, and you have to be able to show fans that. So I think for Melvin Gordon, there's a lot riding on this upcoming season for him personally, and we'll see how it shakes out as the Broncos endure a running back competition. Not just Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, but you have to factor in Mike Boone, Royce Freeman, Levante Bellamy getting in the mix as well. The Broncos have a lot of backs right now. They won't enter the season I think with more than four backs. I think four might be the maximum. We'll obviously take a look at that as well because George Payton in Minnesota, the Vikings, they did hold four running backs on the roster. So it really depends on what the Broncos need and other positional values. I think where the Broncos have so much depth now at the defensive back room and also a 
wide receiver, it's going to be really hard to justify keeping four running backs on the roster. You can keep one on the practice squad, but it's not going to be Royce Freeman. Might be Levante Bellamy, but Mike Boone, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon right now are the favorites to potentially end up as the uh, three running backs that the Broncos have this upcoming season. Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, could he be a surprise cut in training camp? I don't think so. I think with the price tag that Gordon currently has, I think he's going to be in Denver in 2021. But after that, a lot of it depends on his play this upcoming season. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to hear from Broncos head coach Vic Fangio, who met with the media following Tuesday's practice at Broncos minicamp, the first day of action. We hear from Vic Fangio coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, folks, I have to tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode of the show. Those are good friends over there, rockauto.com. And Bill Bar with rockauto.com. They are my go-to if I ever need anything for my vehicle. Whether you're looking for parts for your classic or your daily driver, if you're working on something inside your garage, rockauto.com has everything that you could be looking for. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need delivered directly to your door in just a few easy clicks. And prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now to get the best prices possible? And their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle based on year, make, model. You get to choose the brand, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. All of this, rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, and write Lockdown Broncos in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts of your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And our good friends over there at Built Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to get your hands on a box of Built Bar here today because they have nine delicious flavors, including the limited time flavor that they release month to month. you got to be able to check that out. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bar on the market. They're covered in 100% chocolate, and they taste just like a candy bar. Built Bars are also healthy for you folks. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. Not to mention, it is a great pick-me-up along the way if you're having one of those days and you're hitting that wall, Built Bar is a great fullback lead that's going to get you into the end zone to get you through the rest of your day. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. And when you go to checkout, use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. As we jump into the fourth quarter of today's episode, Locked on Broncos, we heard from Broncos head coach Vic Fangio earlier on Tuesday following the Broncos' first mandatory minicamp practice. Just a reminder, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are the practice dates for the Broncos this week. Wednesday's practice more than likely is going to be a little bit more of a walkthrough installation period, not as much intensity. And then Thursday, they're going to ramp things up again. No contact whatsoever, though. Offensive linemen not really being able to get that contact feel. The evaluations that Vic Fangio had pointed out in his press conference is that you can't really evaluate the offensive line and defensive line at this point in mandatory minicamp. Once the pads come on, that's going to be the true evaluator. But one thing you can evaluate is the Broncos' ongoing quarterback competition. And day one, Drew Locke had the better day, lighting it up in 11-on-11. Struggled a little bit, according to reports, in 7-on-7. But in the team period, Drew Locke looked confident. He connected with various players like Andrew Beck, Noah Fant, Tyree Cleveland for touchdown scores. Here's Vic Fangio's thoughts on how the Broncos' quarterbacks, both Teddy and Drew, are leaning on each other and what he's seeing from them so far in practice. Both uh, done well. Um, obviously they're getting more comfortable with the offense. Um, I see them operating a little quicker, a little faster with their decisions, you know, compared to the first few days to now. And I think both of them have benefited greatly from the work we've done. Broncos offensive lineman Graham Glasgow last season dealt with a variety of different injuries that never kept him at 100%. Broncos head coach Vic Fangio touched on Glasgow and some of the things that he hopes for him 
to see from him this season on the offensive line here in 2021, not to mention the question mark at the right tackle position, how that might impact Graham Glasgow as he prepares for this upcoming season. To avoid the roadblocks and potholes that he uh, had last year, um, I think, again, like a lot of guys, it's not as noticeable with uh, O-linemen as it is with quarterbacks, but second year in the offense, second year uh, working next to Cush. You know, he's got some new guys that he's got to work next to with the center position and obviously a right tackle. So um, expect him to have a good season. And I think he expects that out of himself, too. Vic gave several injury updates after practice. Calvin Anderson sat out of practice with an injury. Quinn Bailey was able to get first-team reps at right tackle. Like I mentioned, no contact. So really can't evaluate that. Also, Baron Browning dealing with a lower leg injury still is expected back for training camp. Vic touched on Bradley Chubb, Cortland Sutton. They may ease those guys in for training camp once it rolls around rather than just throwing them in right away. We've talked about that here on the show. It's important to ease guys back. But outside of that, everybody for the most part should be expected to participate for training camp, should be ready to go at the end of July, minus a couple of those players that are coming back off of injuries. But one of the other things that Vic was asked about, who is one player since the start of OTAs throughout minicamp has stood out to him as maybe having the most improvement, somebody that's caught his eye? It's had a really good camp, um, you know, from – start of OTAs till now has been Kendall. And, um, you know, he's really looked good as a receiver and he's improved a lot. And um, he's in the hunt there for one of those spots. What an opportunity that would be for Kendall Hinton, who stepped up in a big way for the Broncos last season when they had no quarterbacks against the New Orleans Saints. He was running for his life against that Saints defense, but his heart, his immeasurables, I mean, he is a hustle guy. He was playing a little bit of DB early on in OTAs, but he is staying at wide receiver. He's had a very impressive OTAs and also a strong start to minicamp. There is a chance he can make the Broncos roster. It'll be really intriguing to see where he fits, as one of those spots, as Vic mentioned, are up for grabs. But now moving our attention to Broncos inside linebacker Justin Stern. Vic spoke on him a little bit and referenced the fact that right now he's still the rookie because he didn't really get a rookie season last year. Vic views him as a rookie still in terms of being on the field, but offers some insight as to maybe where Justin Stern could contribute this season for the Denver Broncos on defense or on the special team side of the ball. You know, other than him being in meetings last year, you know, really as a rookie, he got hurt last year in camp very, very early, like practice five, six or seven. And um, he's really like a rookie on the field, but he's doing well. Um, we like the way he moves. We like his attitude. He's definitely a very conscientious player. Wants to carve out a role for himself with the defense. And it'll be critical for him to be a mainstay on our special teams. You know, your backup linebackers, have to have to do that but uh, overall we've all been pleased with Justin where he's at so far he's shown no ill side effects of the wrist injury he had you know we're going to try and be cautious with him in that regard but eventually he's going to have to use it and he has been and um, you know we think the future's bright for him and he said it right there. I think it's safe to say that Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell, are the projected starters for the Broncos in the 2021 NFL season. Justin Stern, though, could carve a rollout for himself as maybe that rotational guy in dime packages where you only have one linebacker on the field. It could be Stern who offers this range, height, athleticism, sideline-to-sideline side ability, and the desire to learn. We know he's a tenacious guy. He's got that hunger to be able to contribute and help his team. So we're going to keep an eye on that throughout training camp. 
but looking forward to seeing what Justin Sterner could offer to the Denver Broncos. Day one, mandatory minicamp out of the way. Day two is coming up here on Wednesday, and it'll be more of that walkthrough pace, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. But we're also going to hear on tomorrow's episode, Lockdown Broncos from quarterback Drew Locke. We're going to hear from Teddy Bridgewater. We're also going to hear from Melvin Gordon, who made his return, made his debut to the team's training facility on Monday for photo shoots. But obviously, on Tuesday was the first official day in practice. He looks lean, according to Vic Fangio. We're going to hear a little bit more from Melvin Gordon about his thoughts on this upcoming season, plus the Broncos quarterbacks. We have you covered here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. But ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to sit here and talk Broncos football with me. If you like the conversation to continue, leave your replies in the comments down below here on YouTube or tweet me at Cody Rourke NFL. If you want to email me, Cody at Cody NFL.com. I'll be happy to interact with everybody in Broncos country, whether you agree with me or disagree with me. Let's have conversation. Let's talk Broncos football because this is the team that you root for on Sundays and I aim to bring you the best objective coverage out there possible on the Denver Broncos. But with that said, I'm Cody Rourke, host of the show. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode, Locked On Broncos.